You recorded me. So don't say anything now. Anne is a lady who is an inspirer. Lady. She's full of compassion and um, full of the grace and wisdom of God. I'm move these wires a little bit. Excuse me. Yes, <laughs> No, I haven't turned you on yet, sorry. We want to hear everything you've got to say, Anne. Stop tickling me. I'm not. Bless you, darling. Praise the Lord. Let's just pray. Father, I just thank you for my dear mm -hmm. sister. I thank you, Lord, that she is full of your spirit, full of your wisdom and your grace. I won't say any more because she's not perfect. You know that, Lord. Jesus, hallelujah. She's growing up like all of us, but she is a wonderful lady. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I pray that your anointing will flow in mm. and through her today. Lord, give us receptive hearts to see and to hear what she has to say. And move us, Lord. Move us, Lord, because she is a moving speaker. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And the church says amen. Go for it, mate. Good morning. Good morning. Well, that sounded good, didn't it? Phil said lady. And I met Phil years ago. I didn't hear that word lady. And I would like you please to put that in writing and sign it because I want to hang it up on my wall. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Um, now where do I start? I think I'll start at the, at the end. How much, how, how much time have I got? About 10 minutes. About 10 minutes. About 10 minutes. Yes. I give God thanks. I really thank God for Jesus. And I thank God for you, Phil and for Daphne. Um, what I'm bringing today is a sort of testimony as well as encouragement and challenge. We have been meeting here and I'm listening to Phil preaching and different things and I'm hearing about the love of God. Up this morning I heard about love. I will sing of your love. But what are we going to do about his love? Since I came to the church, that was so many years ago when Phil was young and I was younger, no, older, don't, don't mix me up. <laughs> I have always recognized the fact that they are community-minded people. It's not you get to church and you fill yourselves whatever and pray meetings and all the rest of it and then go home. It's getting out in the community and doing what God says to do. We could say we love the Lord as much as possible. But the word of God tells us, John chapter 14, verse 15. He said, if you love me, you will obey me. We prove our love by obeying him. We sing all the time his love. And I'm looking and thinking, I was looking at that song the other day. Could we with ink the ocean fill? And were the skies of parchment made? Were every stalk on earth a quill and every man a, a scribe by trade? To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. That's the love of God only in part. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. If we love him, we will obey him. We keep on pushing that all the time. And then I heard a singing again about the name of the Lord. The name, the name. There's so much in a name. The name of Jesus. What about the name of Hope Open Door, Hope Community Church? What does that mean to you? What does it mean to me? Hope 
Community Church. And the Lord spoke to me this morning. There is no hope in the community except the church gets going. Amen. What are we going to do about it? We come to church, I'm going to challenge you today because we, everybody has something to do and to contribute. Everybody, every born again Christian. Those who are not Christians, put your hands up. There we are. What are we doing in the community? I want to start really by saying it's a good thing to give honor where honor is due. And I really want to honor Phil and Daphne. When I joined the church, it's a part of the testimony as well. And I'm showing you what God wants to do if we will listen to him and do what he says. We have a lot of lip service. And sometimes I get angry with my brother and I don't like you. I don't like the shape of your head, so I'm going to cut it off. All of nonsense. It's time to stop it. We are focused on the Lord. We're in it together. And God is saying, there is a hurting community out there. You and I can look around and see what's going on. It's a mess. Brothers and sisters, it's a mess. Have you walked the streets and seen the eyes of people? The hopelessness and the lostness in the eyes of people? If we will keep ourselves away from self, this self, me, 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 just me and I, me, me, myself and I. This self gets in the way. I want this and I am getting this. We so much, Paul told Timothy in the last days, every people are going to be lovers of self. We've got all this self, this and me, this, selfie and all. Cool. <laughs> Many years I sighed for rest, for perfect peace within my breast. And I often sought the Lord alone in tears. But I would not pay the price. I wouldn't make the sacrifice. And so I wandered on and on for many years. Then one day, when I knelt in prayer, Jesus whispered to me there, take your cross and come with me to Calvary. Oh, how hard it was to die and for self to crucify, just to lose myself and find it, Lord, in thee. Let me lose myself and find it, Lord, in thee. May all self be slain, my friends, see only thee. Though it costs me grief and pain, I will find my life again. If I lose myself and find it, Lord, in thee. Self, self. People must see Jesus. People don't want to see you and me. They want to see Jesus. Peter denied Jesus three times. And the time came where Peter walked the streets and his very shadow healing the people. Where are we? His very shadow. The Christ in him. I went to speak somewhere in Yorkshire 
some years ago before I was consecrated bishop. I stayed in a hotel where they put me and I said to the people in the hotel, please don't call me tomorrow morning. I'm quite all right. I'm going off to a church to speak and I just want to be alone. The next morning when I came, the taxi came for me and I pulled up outside of the place and I saw a man standing sort outside a church building. And I saw a man standing out there and was fixing some things and so on. And when the, the taxi driver tooted the horn and he looked up, I saw him bend over and started laughing and I thought, ah, this is a nice reception. Didn't know who the guy was. Until we went to the into the church and they had the meeting and everything, he was the pastor of the church. And this is what he said, his testimony. We're talking about Jesus, not Anne Roberts. Jesus. He said to them, you know, many of you know that I had a problem and things were getting worse and worse and many of you fasted and prayed with me and nothing happened. And when Pastor Anne got out of the car and looked at me, I felt something lift off me. God wants to use our very eyes. He wants to use our hands. He is in us and he wants to manifest himself. We are only the conduits. We're carrying him wherever we go, wherever we go, we're taking. So what happens? We go about our own business. People want to see Jesus. I read in a book or I heard somewhere some time ago, if you have a hundred people, the possibility is that one is reading the Bible and 99 are reading you and me. How does that sound? What does your neighbor see in you? What does my neighbor see in me? I call myself a Christian. You call yourselves Christians. And I remembered something I read some, a while ago. That's when Phil was young. Uh, <laughs> um, was, Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great had a great army. I mean, Alexander the Great had a great army. And there was one soldier in there by the name of Alexander. And the report went to Alexander the Great that this Alexander was behaving like a coward on the battlefield. And Alexander the Great got very angry and sent to call the guy, this soldier. He said, I'll tell you something. You have the same name that I have. I heard your, of your behavior on the battlefield. You have two options, says Alexander the Great. You either change your name or you change your behavior. We're Christians. We either change the name, our name, or our behavior. We must behave Christ-like. It is not going to be easy because S-E-L-F gets in the way. And we can do nothing without Jesus. Jesus said, without me you can do nothing. We have got to wake up. We have got to do something in the community. When I joined Phil and Daphne, it was Open Door Community Church. Years ago. 
Now it is Hope Community Church, very community-minded, because they got the vision of what God is talking about. It's not me and you coming in and listening to the word of God and sitting like a bump on a log and going out and next meeting next Sunday and a cup of coffee and a whatever and a gin and tonic. Pardon. <laughs> it's your fault. Your fault. <laughs> Let me ask you something. I tell you, it is easy to serve God in this sense. Be available. Be available. Be available. God will tell you what to do. He will tell you where to go. I am, the Holy Spirit is right here, listening to me. I can't lie. I listen to what he has to say. If, I, if he doesn't say anything, I can't do anything. He must tell me what he wants done. Because 2 Corinthians 6, 1. Think that's it. We are workers together with God. We are working together. Even when in, in John chapter 11, verses 43, 44. Even when he went to Lazarus' tomb. He told Lazarus, come out. He brought Lazarus alive. And then he said, you lose him. Jesus didn't lose him. They're working together. He called the dead. And he told them, you lose them. We're working together. When I came to Phil, I had a fear of cats. You might not remember. And I mean, this guy took off. You know what I mean? Um, I don't want to, don't tell him what I say. He took authority, cast out the demon of fear of cats. And today you should see me and cats. <laughs> they like me and I like them. Thank you very much. Give honor where honor is due. When I came, I have to chop and change because I haven't got much time. When I came to you, you took me to Tanzania. In 1987, I went to Tanzania on a mission. I was so glad my mother was dying and what have you. But the point is my mother said to me, I finished my work. You go do what God's told you to do. Amen. And I left my mother dying. My sister came. My mother planned her funeral and everything. Oh, it was beautiful. And it's while I was in Tanzania, I heard that she'd passed away. And I just rejoiced that my mother released me. It's not a holding on and honey, she's got out of this mess. I think I find it very difficult to go to Christians' funerals because I think, now look at them. They've gone off to be with the Lord and leave me in this muck and bullets. <laughs> Come on, man. I get all jealous and thing, and I think, oh, dear, dear, dear. Now, when I got to Open Door, I even got the opportunity to teach in their Bible school. I mean, the people just moved me on and encouraged me. And you have something right now, the calf. You got a calf in Perryville, haven't you? That is a focal point. You have no excuse, absolutely none. You could meet people there, it's not just filling them with tea and coffee or whatever, 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 that they die and go to hell. Meeting their natural needs. What about the spiritual needs? I tell you, it is easy to reach people. Listen, have you ever passed the man on the streets, cleaning up the streets and say thank you? Easy. 
Say thank you. Thank you for keeping our streets clean. God knows I'm telling you the truth. People are important. You and I couldn't do that. And we want the streets clean, don't we? And God has provided somebody to do it. Acknowledge them. You say, sometimes I say things to people even on the bus. I'm not driving these days because I'm not as young as Phil. But why am I picking on you? <laughs> it's Daphne's fault, you know. <laughs> so I just see people and, and I say something nice to them. I would see somebody on the bus and I think, oh, your nails look lovely. Say something. Acknowledge somebody. You don't know what they're passing through. You don't know. And just a word of acknowledgement and admiring something about them. I was standing at a bus stop and I saw a young lady. She came and stood near to me. I'm waiting for the 18 bus outside the bank. I wasn't going to break the bank or anything, I promise you. <laughs> anyway, she's standing there and I looked at her and I said, I like your coat, but look better on me. And she started to laugh. <laughs> Guess what? I didn't know it was a Christian. But she said afterwards, the bus is coming up now, you see. And she goes, hmm, to God be the glory, she said. And then she started singing, to God be the glory. And I'm singing the second part to it and we're both going on the bus. Quietly. Quietly. By the time we got on the bus and the chorus came, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. The people on the bus began to sing. <laughs> And there was an, I didn't know there was an evangelist on the bus, so she started preaching the gospel. <laughs> Phil, I got to my workplace, I couldn't get off the bus, because the people won't let me get off the bus. <laughs> God plans his stuff, man. He plans it. And he's saying where you should stand and where you should and what you should do. He organizes it. Listen, this plan was long before you and I came into existence. God had a plan. He knew exactly who he would be. I want you to be born. I'm going to this one and that one and that. And there's where you fit in and there's where you fit. I don't want to do what you do if he hasn't called me to do that. I went to Open Door Church going back there. And I learned a lot. And I was able now to take you to the project that I am doing in Hardston. And then the people saw my behavior. Remember, people are reading you. They are reading you. They started watching my behavior, and they wanted to know, why am I like that? I could laugh and what have you. And some of them have met Christians and so on before, Christians who look as though they're baptized in lemon juice or something like that, and all the time. Don't look at me like that. I didn't say vinegar. So they can't understand that this is a woman who laughs. A Christian laughing? Come on, man. You don't find that. And they understood. I love Jesus. And um, he's good to me. He's just good. But, yes, but and you got all these problems. I, said, I take them to my friend. His name is Jesus. Do you know they wanted to come to church with me? I was driving at that time, but I couldn't take them because they had their children. And they're getting involved. I led people to the Lord. Then afterwards, what do I do with these people? I went and I spoke with Phil and Daphne, and, and I realized I have to open a church because I can't fetch these people to Oxbridge. So, Open Door Community Church started at the project that I run in 
in the borough of Brent. It was a satellite church now of the Open Door Community Church where Phil and Daphne were. Community again, community. People began coming to the Lord. People began coming to the Lord. Oh, it was beautiful. And I'll tell you something. I kept on and on and on at this thing here. And, and praising the Lord and thanking God for the people. God started with the project. He will start with Hope Community Project. Do something. You can't just come to church and sit down. God wants to move. And I tell you something, we have got to the stage now where the world is, we either get in or get out. Simple. It's not one foot in and one foot out. We either in it or, he said, if you're not with me, you're against me. So we need that. And I look, I'm there with the project all the time and staying there. Uh, do you know from that church now, something else has happened. People have come to the Lord, some of them have been our pastors now. We have three, at least I know, pastors. And there's one evangelist. And then there's somebody who used to be ill in hospital. She came, gave her life to the Lord, baptized her. To her. I think it was killing down when you had, yes, when you had the baptism form there. I brought people down there, baptized them and so on, all the way from Brent down to Hillingdon, where they were, to get people baptized and so on. Some of them have gone into the ministry. One of them who used to be ill in a mental hospital, she became a JP in Brent. And she, oh, God is good. God is good. Amen. Counselors, those people who had no hope, no hope. Some of them became counselors. The Lord is listening to me. Some became counselors. Some are in the nursing profession right now. God's got things for people to do. They have ability, they got talents, they got skills, and they want somebody to come and help me. Some of them might even say it, but they look all downtrodden. It's amazing what God has put into people, even this little child, even that little child. How you know she wouldn't get up and be raised at Jesus, Shatari, that she hasn't got a prophetic ministry. She's no accident. I was praying for my husband, who was a religious man, but he didn't know Jesus. Now I'm looking at you, but I'm not proposing, right? Understand it. <laughs> my husband passed away <laughs> a year ago. I talked to him about Jesus. He told me at one time I was leading the children the wrong way. Um, well, I'm leading them with Jesus, isn't it? But he's a religious guy. And I could say this loud and clear. The child I was expecting, the second baby, I did not want her. Because I had a cesarean with the first one, and they said they'll have to open the same wound, and it crushed me. I did not know the child would hear in the womb. I wasn't the Christian I am today. I was sort of in and out and sort of, you know what, a sort of, I used to go to church. And I didn't know that Satan used to go to church too. So, I was sitting, I didn't want this baby. And da, da, da. I didn't know the child could hear. Luke chapter 1, I think it will tell you. When Mary greeted Elizabeth, the baby in the womb heard and leapt for joy. I didn't know that. It so happened that one day, my husband just said to me, I don't know what you're worried about. They will grow up together. Listen, brothers and sisters, something just lifted and broke in the spirit. And I began to say, I love you. I speak to that child, I love you. I talk in the womb, the child is listening to me. I did not know that at the time. 
but that child was listening to me. You're lovely, you're precious, mommy loves you. And I would put my hand on my stomach and say that, and that child was hearing. No, you listen to it. I looked and I thought, this is something. And she used to say it as she grew, I would tell her, Penny is lovely. And she said, Penny lovey. Penny is gorgeous, Penny gorgeous. She'd confess it. Wow. She'd be speaking it. Wow. Gosh, man. Mind what you say. Don't you ever come and say to me, when I say hello, come and tell me, take care. My Bible doesn't tell me take care. First Peter 5 says, and says, cast your care on him, not take it. I want to know why it's a burden. Take care. Take care. I don't want it. I give it to him. You come giving it to me and I'm going to come in agreement with you. No. <laughs> we talk a lot of rubbish. Stop it. Listen. And I looked in this thing and I thought, isn't this wonderful? Now my husband had to go into a home. And he spent a year in there. At that time now, of course, my children are grown and married. Guess who led him to the Lord? Penny, the same baby that I said I did not want. If she was born for nothing else, it was to lead her father to the Lord. God is good. God is good. I prayed for that man for 50 years, 5-0. And now she comes and leads him to the Lord. And guess what? I took Penny to your church as well when she was with us before she got married and she would come along with me when she's in the country because she lived in France. Today Penny's a pastor in Switzerland. God is good! Don't just sing about it man, do something about it. Get up and help somebody. The Lord needs you. The word of God says the harvest truly is plentiful plenteous, but the laborers are few. Stop being a straggler. I challenge you today. Hope community church. There is no hope for the community except this church gets going. Amen. And you take it to heart. God loves the people out there. You could minister to them. They come to the place and they have a crisper, this, that, and the other. There's Daphne engrossed in it. How many times have you beaten him up? I won't tell anybody. Just, just confess. <laughs> Listen. It's wonderful to serve the Lord. It's, it's something exciting. I am not saying it is going to be a cruising. We too like to be cushy and laid back and all the rest of it. You're going to find some tough things and you got to go through it. Guess why? You win. Yes. Yes. One last thing. Listen. Any medical people in here? Yes. Thank you very much. Tell me if I'm speaking the truth. Sperm goes out. Eggs go out. And a race begins. How many millions of eggs women release? And then sperm is trying to get an egg to fertilize. Because there's a race going on now. Every egg wants to be fertilized. And this sperm is going after. And the book. He fertilizes this one here. And guess what? The other eggs give up the race and die. You're the fertilized one. You're born a winner. You're born a winner. It's beautiful to serve the Lord. Let people see Jesus. They don't want to see you. You and I are full of flaws and all sorts of stuff. I want to thank you. 
I want to thank you. I want to thank you for training me. I thank you so much that God is a generational God. Look, the next generation coming. Your son is coming. God is a generation. You watch what you do because the next generation they're going to copy you. They're going to copy you. It's a generation of God. You watch and see what happens. I cannot thank you enough. From that now, with the project, last March, I've been doing that project for 40 years. And here, that is my probationary period. <laughs> I'm looking now for the next assignment, which I realize, I have a feeling I know what it is. But I'm waiting to find out definitely because I haven't got a clue about it. I've always been a school teacher, and you and I know what school teachers are like. I have to know what God is saying. Whatever God, whatever you're doing now, God is going to use the same thing. It might be that you get all messed up and what have you. Listen, the devil means that for evil, God is going to turn the whole thing wrong and make it for good. People who have been into prison have come out now and gone back to prison to preach to those inside. Ain't God good? You want anybody gooder than that? Is that good English? <laughs> He's wonderful. The Lord is wonderful. It's a joy to serve him. You can't lose anyway. No way can you lose when you serve Jesus. No way. However difficult it is, he tells you, when you read the back of the book right at the end, we win. Amen. And not only that we're born winners right at the end, and we still win. Is it great? God is a good God. So I want to encourage you. Find out. Come and say. Write it on a paper. We had it done in Agnes' church. I said to them, write down what God has told you to do. Where do you fit into this? I still have that paper. And I gave it to Agnes. This is what this person feels called to do. That's what for everybody. Listen to me again. Everybody find out what it is that God, there's no excuse. God is good. We sing of your goodness. Shut up and do something. <laughs> you agree with me, don't you? Do something, come and say, Daphne, this is what the Lord is saying to me. Phil, this is what the Lord is saying to me. This is what I would like to do. When I come back again, I got to find out what it is. And I'm going to check you out and I'm going to check you out what it is that people have come to say. And not boss here, no way. Jesus Christ is the boss, and he's put him on the shepherd. Fine, that's not a problem. But nobody sits down anymore, folding arms and then laying back and waiting for biscuits, and chocolate biscuits especially, and, and rice and peas and chicken. Oh, come on! I don't mind the rice and peas and chicken, but I tell you what I like. Any Ghanaians in here? Am I the only Ghanaian? <laughs> Brother, Shito. <laughs> Any Nigerians in here? Jollof rice. <laughs> you think they have that in heaven? Man, you take Shito, it's a pepper. And you put on top of Jollof rice. Mmm, beautiful. But I really want to thank you. Thank you very much. And now the last thing, the very last thing, listen. After all of that, with the project and, and, and everything going on, and Open Door Community Church and what have you, guess where God has led us now? Brent for Jesus, taking over the whole borough now. Brent for Jesus that started in 1990. Then 2011, there was a riot, and I was in Scotland, and when I came back, 
I went to the Lord. What do you want me to do? Because I'm not a television person. A load of rubbish. Rubbish outside. Go home with rubbish again. Please. And I went to the Lord. I sought him. What do you want us to do, Lord? You spend time with God. You're going to look like him. Let's spend time. I asked him. You know what he said to me? Establish a beachhead. Raise up an army of young people. And that's what we're doing now. We are raising up an army of young people. And when you see those youngsters get hold of what they are, the word of God is saying, they're dangerous. When young people get hold of something, because the Lord is saying, they're fighting, but the point is they have these gangs. They want, they're looking for a cause to fight for. Give them the right cause. Look at Saul. Saul was fighting and going on. God did not take away that zeal from him. What he did, he channeled it in the right direction. Paul said, kill me if you like. Whether live or die, I'm the Lord. No problems. I'm chilling. <laughs> the Lord bless you. Amen. Homework. <laughs> Write down what you're supposed to be doing. Did you hear me? Amen. Those who do not speak English, put your hand up. <laughs> we have somebody behind you. You have to do some <laughs> deliverance. A lying spirit. <laughs> do you love Jesus? Yeah. No, 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 no. Let me try over here. Do you love Jesus? Yeah. Do you love Jesus? Yeah. Everybody love Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God. Thank you very much. What do I do with this?